The wretched cultist, hungry, tired, and desperate, proved to be no match for the self-styled heroes of Atari. Dark dreams are spreading across the land, however, as the eyes of empty death begin to open once again. Hey everybody, it's time to roll for intent. I'm your GM, Trevor. We've got everyone here, including everyone. That, yeah, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> including Jake's new glasses. That is the t- what just happened with the, the ex- it's like a textbook trans ischemic attack. You had a mini stroke, a TIA. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> we'll play it back later for you. <laughs> what's, what's the effects of everyone off? is here can you do us a favor and take two aspirin right now can you feel your face right now Trevor everyone. yeah having your, your face, face drooping Trevor I can never feel my face <laughs> when I'm with you but I like no, it don't don't do that no why do I taste <laughs> copper don't sing that fucking song how frequently do you do cocaine not enough because you think as a parent it'd be difficult not if they're on it too it's real <laughs> I was gonna. I mean, Todd beat me to it. He's he's had yeah. He's more seasoned on this one. <laughs> yeah, my my family and I. His kids are very well seasoned. You guys, you guys go out for for dinner. We split an eight ball. Oh my god! <laughs> That's why your uh, sister or your sister. Oh my god! That's why your daughter chews concrete. I thought it was to settle her stomach. Yeah. <laughs> Which one? She has four. She's like a bird. She has to ingest rocks to uh, help the digestion process. It's, 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 she does it because she can. Yeah. It's an intimidation Ooh. tactic for some people. But. <laughs> I mean, Micah, you should know all about eating rocks, right? Like, isn't that what goes in your gizzard? So I you can eat grind pebbles. Down There's a difference. <laughs> <laughs> you know, something that Todd hasn't told you, but I have seen recently when I drove by his house that his children were playing outside, Lydia can spit acid. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. No, she, does she have the fins too or no? <laughs> She's a quarter Dilophosaurus on her mom's side. No, it's like a space marine. Isn't that why you had to get new tires on your car, Jake? I, I, I mean, I did have to get a new tire the other day. Um, there's why. You there's there's never unexplained, one unexplained I, until now. I, I had to take a day off of work because my tire went flat, and then I went and got new glasses, and I ordered like these, these thin, smaller glasses, and the guy originally was like, oh, they're like Ben Franklin style, and I was like, why'd you say that? <laughs> Hey, Ben Franklin fucked. Yeah, he, he, Franklin sure did. Did fuck he was, he was also he did. A, a right yeah. bastard. <laughs> Probably. Used, I don't know. I don't, I'm not even, the the found, most of the founding fathers are bastards. It's fine. <laughs> anyway, anyway, anyway. Didn't he invent the catheter and he used a turkey feather? Like the point is, is that I got newer glasses. And, the point uh, is, in your urethra, it was a turkey feather. Yeah. <laughs> I, got a, I got a new set of glasses, and I, I thought they were okay, and then my, my girlfriend thinks that they're cute, and then I got home, and I looked myself in the mirror, and then immediately it hit me. I'm like, I look fucking Amish. <laughs> you, I mean, you look like John Lennon with mutton chops, definitely. I look, I look so you fucking look Amish. Amish. <laughs> and then like later, I got absolutely disgustingly high, and... Uh, I went to go get my dog some water and I went into the kitchen and uh, you ever have like intrusive thoughts out of nowhere? Um, All the time. Mine are always, (laughs) this one came in the form of my own voice and I bent down to go get the water bowl. And then I heard myself say to me, you look like that motherfucker on a Quaker Oats box. (laughs) (laughs) They're not Amish though. He's a Quaker. He's a Quaker. There's a big difference. I know. Oh my 
Why does um, I didn't say that he was Amish? I said that I look like that. You know, Jake, to, to <laughs> complete this picture, could you just shave your soup comb off? Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I, American Gothic. Yeah. Put on a top hat. <laughs> I could put I I my head is too freakishly large to wear hats effectively. It just doesn't work out. Plus with this it's fucking magnificent just kind of hair perch on top of your skull. <laughs> this magnificent hair causes it like if I wear a That's hat, it the just Quakers goes like, have buckles on their hats. <laughs> it goes to hold down the hair. <laughs> oh my god, am I a Quaker? <laughs> You're a Quaker. You are a Quaker. It's I, I I feel a powerful need to consume oats. Are you wearing those glasses now? Yeah. Yes. Y- yeah. You can see. I you think it see completes the, the cult leader look. Honestly. Yeah. No, you look like John yeah. Lennon with mutton chops. Like Harry fine. Potter and Steve Jobs. Do you had remember a child. the the Russian hacker from Goldeneye? Yeah. Oh yeah, man. I am mm-hmm. invincible. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's what you look like. That's Joseph. Gross. Uh, fun fact. Uh, Joe or uh, Jake, you, you said you had a hard time finding things that fit your head because of your lion's mane. Um, mm-hmm. This is going to be the low, uh, like one of the most loaded statements I'm ever going to say. Uh, when I used to skateboard, I had to order a custom size helmet because my melon is too big. <laughs> I can believe this. I actually went to the one of those truck bedliner shops and they just sprayed it onto my, my <laughs> dome. <laughs> Just bought those heavy duty casters and put them on a steel door. <laughs> I went down to the harbor and they took the main beam from the center of a ship and then pressurized it. And that is what I ride upon. You, you remember the scene from Revenge of the Sith where Darth Vader is being constructed? He had they had to like lower the helmet onto his mm-hmm. head just like that. <laughs> I just thought that that'd be a fun thing to say just so I can remember. Oh, yeah, I need to write a book about my life. <laughs> I can't believe that you ever got that frame onto a skateboard. Right. Oh, no. Well, that, okay. I'll tell you right now, right off the bat, I had to skate flip new waves because they were extra strong and I, I had reinforced trucks. <laughs> Spitfire wheels, baby. Red bearings. Oh, it's, it's a I curse sometimes, there ladies and gentlemen. Yep. That's, uh, yeah, I was that kid. Tom well, was born it, in like 1984 or well, something. Well, no, this was, this was the post Tony Hawk Renaissance. What? Also, Tony Hawk is the perfect amount of famous. I don't know yeah. if you've been seeing his social media presence oh, lately, best. but it just consists of him being in public. And then people are like, huh, you kind of look like Tony Hawk. And he's like, I get that a lot. And they're like, <laughs> Tony yeah. Hawk. And he's like, yup. And they're like, oh, <laughs> if you get a chance, just go to Tony Hawk's Twitter and read these. I've, I know hilarious. it's hilarious. So, it's either so that funny. or the better ones are when it's kids and they're like, you kind of look like that dude from that skateboard game. Can you skateboard? And he's like at a skate park and he's like, kind of. And they're like, <laughs> why well, don't want to see me do a kickflip? And he's like, hell yeah. <laughs> that's actually the level of famous that Micah is. And that's why he won't show his face on the podcast. If that is the level of famous I never want to be. Micah is Tony Hawk, guys. Mike is already Hawk too famous, <laughs> and he's not famous at all. Like, it, it, honestly, yeah, I'm already too famous for my tastes. We have how many viewers? I'm not. I'm not going to say. But uh, the fact that these people know my name—that's too much for me. What do you mean, these people? <laughs> Tony, Tony, Hawk pr- Tony Hawk looks suspiciously <laughs> like Stephen Hawking now. Yeah. Oh, Joe. <laughs> Joe, you look like a delightful gopher. <laughs> Joe is like, an adorable looking man, honestly. He is. He really is. He's a, he's he is a Disney cartoon and he he's very looks huggable. A lot like uh Pugsley from the original Adams Family TV show. <laughs> Thanks. But with a Thanks sinister beard. 
<laughs> sinister? It's no, there's sinister. nothing sinister about his beard. No, his beard is very jovial. Yeah, Joe looks like he makes wonderful toys. Yeah. <laughs> Lakes wonderful toys at least 500 feet from a school. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Jake's glasses. Yeah. Moral of the story, I think I need glasses soon, Jake. So you're going to have to send me the link to that those ones so we can be we can be glasses buddies. All right, we can we can come up with uh policies for new and oppressive regimes. We can we should stand back to back and have our own sitcom. What we should have. I don't think anybody wants that. <laughs> Uh, Ray, I need you to redo your facial hair in the uh, form of Stalin because. Why do I need to redo my facial hair in the form of Stalin? If I'm pretty sure that if Todd shaves, he'll look like White Mao. <laughs> Only if I he does. Smile. He does have a really round face. He does. <laughs> something, and, something, something. Yeah, and and Raymond, like I looking at your picture, I maintain with the right facial hair, you would look a lot like Stalin. He yeah. would. He absolutely yeah. would with the right facial hair. Yeah. He's got a very strong everything. Look. Just like the USSR. Back in the <laughs> that's right. That looks like my dad. This looks Joseph Stalin and my dad have a striking resemblance. How I don't old think. Are you, Raymond? <laughs> could it could continue it be? continue this? I'm gonna find a picture of my dad and post it. Okay. <laughs> this, is, this is scary. <laughs> Mustache and all. That's how my dad's I'm, mustache is. I'm excited by this. Yeah. But it's going to take me a minute. So, everyone, watch the Discord for this. I'm going to mention real quick we have a Discord, guys. You should join <laughs> it. It's real fun. It's I true. feel like we have been remiss in because we are awful at promoting ourselves. Yeah. We have a Discord. It's yeah. real fun. And the URL is easy it's discord.rollforintent.com. Just uh, come by, have a good time, chat with us. I'm yeah. there. If somebody waves like a whole lot, don't like be skittish and run off because it's it it might be a technical difficulty. Yeah, and I will immediately apolo- apologize for it. I'm so sorry. It had, I had time. Um, yeah. <laughs> we're very friendly. Some would say too friendly, like like Lenny and the rabbits. Yeah, yeah, definitely too friendly. Well, that's that's what people are afraid of when they come in and everyone starts waving. Like they're going to get hot boxed to death. The only problem is if we get more than three people in a given hour, Todd will probably make another mess on the rug. I always <laughs> keep one in the chamber just in case. Yeah. Well, we're we're too friendly, like a like an anime chat room in like the early two thousands. <laughs> Which one of us is going to be the Penguin of Doom? Uh, let me hold up my sport. Raw XD. <laughs> so random. <laughs> I found a picture. I just have to. I've posted my father next to Joseph Stalin, and I'm just <laughs> and it looks very similar. The best part is that he looks like he's going whack in this photo. I'm not really here for it. He's like Waluigi had sex with Joseph Stalin. That's what he looks like. He really looks a lot like him. If my dad slicked his hair back, uh, it would be very eerily similar. <laughs> <laughs> Hey there, podcast listeners. It's your GM, Trevor, here. It's been a bit since I did one of these, but I figured with 2023 coming to a close, it's probably time. Whether you've been here since day one, you binged our whole collection in a week, or if this is your first time you've downloaded an episode, thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Now, it's been a while since I've asked y'all for anything, but it being Christmas and all, we do have one thing you could do for us that would mean the world. Take two minutes and jump into your podcast app of choice and leave us a review. 
Stars are fine. Words are amazing. That is the number one way for us to reach more people. If only 5% of you dropped a review on iTunes, Podchaser, Spotify, or wherever, we would reach so many more people. If you haven't done so yet, drop on by the Discord, wolferintent.com slash Discord. Now, let's get back to the show. All right. Last week, fresh off of your victory against the strange shadow in the gauntlet, you stumbled into a room where there was a corpse on the ground, uh, some sort of uh, effigy on the wall, investigated investigated it, determined it was, what was it, Kyle? Kyle of the Osprey Club argued about bringing it back to town, determined that uh, Billiam was just going to throw it on his back and cart it back. Made your way out of the gauntlet. Because that's different than defiling a corpse. <laughs> and I know that I'm recapping two episodes because last episode, not a lot happened. On your way out, it's dark and there are a couple of cultists that you happen upon and you are trying to prevent them from bringing all their cult nonsense into Otari. They're part of a cult of Nimbaloth, it appears. And you dispatch two of them and incapacitate one. And that's where we left off in the aftermath of that battle, having dispatched two cultists and incapacitated the third. They are unconscious. I think it Billiam's feet. Didn't you whop him with the side of your blade? We're going to pick up from there, gentlemen. What do you want to do? I do know we were going to carry this guy back to town as well. Yep, um, we were. So I, I believe I made some sort of knapsack that I was holding on my the end of my thing. I can just add this guy to it. Double The <laughs> infamous double fireman carry with the corpse and a living person. Mm-hmm. I added cultists to my inventory. <laughs> <laughs> Got a live one. Exactly. Bulk zero. Mm-hmm. Well, we initially had a plan, right? I think you were discussing the plan. Yeah. I sort of look at you guys and go, what are we doing with these guys? I'm just like holding them both up like like by the backs of their clothes. The the cultist, we ought to, we, we ought to bring him to the mayor, shouldn't Thank we? Thank you. I pull out my needle and thread. Eh? Eh? Wait, wait, wait. Okay. I mean, I don't know about immediately to the mayor. I'm pretty sure this town has some kind of jail. I'm sure. I wouldn't know. I well, that, that, would, that was what I was thinking. Yes, that would be the goal eventually. We also we just to had it. to go talk to Osef probably at our earliest convenience anyway, seeing as how, you know, we probably have some kind of vital information and anything relating to Otari in particular, he would probably care about. And I have this cool knife that very obviously has his inscriptions on it, so... About these two, I don't know. Let's look through their dead friend's stuff. And then I do that. Oh, my name's Yosef. Every life is sacred, especially once it's over. But I'm going to immediately loot these guys. <laughs> I'm still going to bury them. <laughs> with Just with less things. Why, why, not, why not this guy with them? I mean, surely. Well, we, he's still well, alive. No, right? No, no, not the live one. The, the dead one that we're carrying. Oh, I don't know. Usually it's... I just give them an ind- I don't know. I'm getting really lost in the semantics of burial rites here. Do you want an explanation or do you want to look through their stuff? Ah, can't, excellent point. Can't like you look do in both? a pocket? Yeah. Or can I look And then I will talk to you while I do it. <laughs> so 
Um, in the 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 lead cultist that that was seemed to be the bit the ringleader, the older sibling, perhaps in their pockets, you find five pieces of silver and two pieces of gold, a simple dagger, nothing special about it, and a holy symbol or unholy symbol of Nimbaloth worth one gold piece. Ooh! In the dead buddy. He has a dagger, a simple mace, four silver pieces, and then the unconscious also has a mace and a simple dagger and two silver pieces. They were definitely just kind of traveling with the clothes on their back. The robes and smocks that they're wearing are very dirty, tattered. The soles of their shoes are nearly worn through. They were being driven by a singular purpose, almost to the point of madness, and really didn't have anything to go on. They probably would have died in the swamp. In all honesty. How much was the symbol of Nimbaloth worth again? One gold. Okay. Can I find that dagger that I winged at that guy with telekinesis? Um, I guess, like, yeah. If you look around a little bit, you could find it, yeah. That's, that's got to be a thing at some point. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to land that. Right? Eventually, I'll hit somebody with something I throw at them. It's like you're going to telekinetic a dagger, and the handle's going to fly off, and it's going to smack him in the forehead with the handle. I mean, that's, that still counts as far as I'm concerned. Right, exactly. That's just bludgeoning. So, are you going to be sending or bringing this person back as a prisoner to the barracks or to the mayor? Probably or? to the barracks to bring him to the mayor tomorrow. It's fairly late in the evening as well. So, you know, it's dark. How close are we? Ah, 15 minutes. You're like almost at the edge of the edge of the forest uh, swamp transition, and then it's just a couple minutes through the forest, and then you're in the clearing to the town. All right, I have a pick, but I don't have a shovel. Are we digging a hole now? Uh, uh, I have a shovel at home, and I'll probably bury them if you know during my downtime in the graveyard on the uh, uh, west side of town. So are you going to, like, bring both of the corpses back to town? If Billiam will help me. Mm-hmm. I can assist okay. as well. I have a shovel. I can dig <laughs> some holes. Um, Phrasma will remember I this. know it may seem conflicting, but cultists of Nimbaloth are... I don't want to say beyond saving, but an extreme group of people. Well, don't we have a handy wreath? We could use it to adorn their head and leave them here to rot like they did that one guy. They love that. I hope they can find peace in the afterlife. That, that's all. So are you going fi- to leave one of the, like, leave them behind and come back in the morning and deal with them? I guess, yeah. Yeah, okay. sure. Because I don't have the shovel on me. I'll, I'll come back and, and bury them somewhere, I guess, because that would be easier. So this is, this is crucial to you. Where's the nearest opening to the Otari Warrens if we're 15 minutes away? Do I know? Um, I mean, I, I would know, but I don't know where it is. I would say probably the easiest way to get into the Warrens would be from the ruins of the Thirsty Alpaca. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Um, I might be able to get some of my guys to bring it to the cemetery for you. So we don't have some poor rat walking around at two in the morning after he wakes up in a fit of dementia, dragging a body back to the cemetery. <laughs> no, Billiam said that he would help me carry yeah. them into town okay. before the end of the night. That's four and bodies, Billiam. I can carry two. I know Sola said he would help with one. Yes. Well, he's one. 
I can grab someone's feet. I'll grab the other. And I'll manage. All right, it's just, then. I, you know, given the recent events with the bodies coming back to life and we're learning more and more about how Nimbaloth is so involved here, it just, especially after the events of today with the uh, Tower Ghost Laser, I don't feel comfortable just leaving bodies out in the open without giving them a proper burial. It's almost like burying them isn't enough and we need to burn them. Also, this guy I bonked, should we, like, tie him up in case he wakes up or anything? Bonked. That would be a wonderful idea, actually. You could probably, oh, you could use his little his little tie thing on his waist. I, I do have some rope with me if we would like to use that. Just, if he starts getting squirrely and on my shoulders, then we'll know what to do. Yes, yes. <laughs> I, I put him down so we can begin tying him up. Yeah, I'm going to take out my rope and, uh, yeah, wrap it around. Tie a nice little bow behind him. If he gets a crit, is it Shibari? Nerd. Nobody knows your sexy <laughs> stuff, Joe. <laughs> I know what Shibari is. That was funny. Okay. All right, so tie him up. You're just going to carry him back. The other two corpses are just going to chill there. Unless yeah. you want me to pull out my flint and steel okay. and take care of this right now. I have no objections, but I don't think that all parties are on board yet. Uh, I'll abstain then. Just head back into town. Are you going to take this person to the barracks directly then? Commander Long Saddle and the yes, the Otari Guard. Excellent. So you arrive at the barracks. There is uh, somebody at the front desk, right? Kind of like a desk, almost like it's uh, imagine like the bullpen at a, a precinct, right? Um, but there's somebody at a desk at the front. Who's who's carrying him? Billiam. Hmm. Ah, Billiam. Well, what's that you got for us? Well, I got these guys. <laughs> he's a cultist. I don't think he's a very good guy. We found him up near the gauntlet. Like wave from under his desk. Yes, you little golden lizard. He's a cultist of Nimbaloth. He was on his way to the gauntlet and and asked him to turn around. It ended in altercation. Um, we didn't start it. We finished it though. He does seem rather injured. You should see the other ones. Other ones. He shouldn't see the other ones. At about that time, um, you see Commander Longsaddle walk into the room, and I cannot remember for the life of me what voice I gave this dude. Do a new one. Yep. Right. Sounded <laughs> 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 like Mr. Bill. Oh <laughs> 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 well, I see you. You brought some sort of miscreant to us. What is this I hear about cultists? Right here. Any points? You mean cultists are trying to influence people of our fair city as well with all the other nonsense going on? We got to worry about cultists now, too? More like they're just kind of half-assedly staggering their way through the swamp. It, it, it seems they're particularly interested in the goings-on and the gauntlet, but keep that between us. Well, what do you want me to do with this one? Let him sleep it off? Are you talk to him later? Or what's the plan? Yes, I'd like to talk to him in the morning. What am I going to book him on? It depends... I don't feel super comfortable talking in front of the rest of the guard about this. Could we be in private? Drunk and disorderly. Uh, threat to king and country. End of story. <laughs> Sprinkle some crack on him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and he, he, he's like, there's, there's nobody in the cells right now. Let's just head on back there. Yeah. And he goes back to the area where they're, you know, it's just a, a secondary room off the main room. There's two cells in there, kind of like a drunk tank. The tank. Um, he tells a guy that's in there, you know, go on break. 
don't need to worry about anything. Just, you know, I'll deal with this for a while. Throw the cultist into the one of the open. Yeah, could, could I get my rope back? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Throws him in there. Let's go in on time if you want. Thank you. And uh, locks door behind him. So I would just uh, prefer to not have so many people know about um, the religious influence that there is inside of the gauntlet. Religious influence? Nimbaloth. Have you heard of that name? Nimbaloth. Can't say I have, son. Good. Just keep it quiet for now. We don't know how deep this goes. Or who to trust. These are cultists of Nimbaloth. For example, and the reason why I hate them so, they considered to be the last breath a creature takes before death, the essence of their god. And they relish it and revel in it. In fact, a majority of their victims often turn into ghouls and ghosts based on their vile and horrible deaths that they bestow upon people just for their pleasure. And that often turns them into ghosts, which means that they cannot go to the boneyard. We're all going to let that slide? Yeah, I fucked up. (laughs) (laughs) I liked it. I I love things that are ribbed for my pleasure. (laughs) Pleasure. (laughs) I find it quite pleasurable. I, I tripped up on my, my words. I love it. I said, what What did I say? Welching or Welch instead of watch on something yeah. recent? Felching. Felching? Was that, was that what it was? I don't know. Welch invasion? Squelching? Felch invasion. I mean, everybody let us slide when I just immediately adopted like an old West Texan. They're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the swamp. Wait, that's not fucking Kashak. <laughs> that's rude. I wouldn't do that. Yeah, I, I think we can keep that under wraps for now. I don't want to have a panic when we don't really know that one is necessary yet. I just want to be a fluke. As far as we know. These three being called quote unquote in their dreams by this creature troubling. Solus, do you still have that symbol? The thing that the sigil the guy had? Uh, The... The holy, the, yeah, the unholy, unholy symbol, symbol, symbol of Nim- yes. Yeah, yes, I pocketed that here. Would you like it? Let's let's show it to the guys so we can see it. Okay, uh, I'll pick it up and uh, show it. Indeed, Captain here, and that's what the symbol of Nimbaloth looks like. So, if you would, he looks at it and he holds it in his hand. He's like, "You mind if I hold on to this uh, for now? Keeping in evidence, one gold for one <laughs> gold, I can hold on to it." <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I don't want to see it again. I, can, I, can I sense motive on this guy? Yeah, I also found that weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I'll roll it for you. Yeah. He is being, as far as you can tell, completely honest with you. Just trying to cross his T's and dot his eyes. You know, if he's booking this guy on something, he wants to have a case against him whenever, you know, some sort of vile... God that deals in murder and mayhem is enough to keep somebody okay. locked up. Okay. Uh, the deep process in this town really matches the voting system. Incredible. Uh, this whole, if, I mean, this is to keep you from it. As, as soon as we take some notes and whatnot on this, it could be released back to you. In fact, and he gives you, um, let me get you something out of petty cash just to make up. He gives you five silver pieces for the trouble. Okay, five silver. Thank you very much. We will be back to ask about it, likely. 
Oh, absolutely. I expect it. I may have some questions myself. Have you talked to anybody else in the town about this cultist activity yet? No, Captain. Besides the mayor, no. I don't even think we've spoken to the mayor about it yet. We have not yet mentioned it to the mayor, but we hope to. Nice pivot. <laughs> Next, and I just want to know who I can who I can trust with. You know, I'm not the most learned men, but there are much more intelligent people in this town that could maybe help, and I would love to do whatever I can to help you okay. guys. Can we now, talk to them? Um, there's always Vandy. Vandy Banderdash and <laughs> Morla Bent. Maybe Rin seems to be a bit of a uh, gatherer of esoterica. Maybe she's heard of something. Do you have any objections if we speak to those people? Well, not at all. I mean, you're the one that asked me to keep this under wraps. I think we should go speak to the mayor of post haste. Thoughts? I agree. Yes, let's get going. Why not? I mean, it is night, so it, would anybody even uh, be out and about? Yeah, how, how, how late, late is, is it, it right do we now? Ah, uh, I mean, I'm going to say it's about, and somebody's probably going to be like, last time you said it was maybe o'clock. <laughs> I'm going to say it's about seven, eight o'clock. Okay, that's yeah, that, we can. That's how I'm going to do that from now on. <laughs> <laughs> we can barge in on his dinner. It's not a problem. Yeah, I mean, it, it has to do with the safety of his town. I think he'd care. Hey, also, I saw a, a ghost of your great, 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 great granddad. Maybe important. Uh, no, you didn't. Otari's in Elvashti. The other guy's in Menhemis. Oh. See, I got that confused. Yeah. Um, the cleric that's with them, Asephina, mm-hmm. is his ancestor. That's why he had Asephina's tears. Good mayor, did you know your town is named after a guy who's a real douchebag? Yeah, evidently. <laughs> well, you don't know that. The listeners know that. Oh, sorry. Um, so, so are we going to see the mayor? I think we ought to, yes. Yeah, yeah I think so. we ought to. Let's go. All right. So you make the walk. The garrison's kind of just inside of the gates, or the, the barracks of the garrison just inside the gate. You kind of got to go outside of the gates and go off uh, to the east to get to the... Um, Menhemis Manor. You make your way there. Makes your dorm with the door. Kind of uh, gives you the same spiel he always does. He knows that you're trusted mayor, guest of the mayor. And he ushers you into his study. The mayor is wearing like a smoking jacket. More leisurely clothes. He usually wouldn't expect somebody this late. But he's going to take your audience anyway. Because he knows if you're coming, it's important, right? Well, gentlemen, gentlemen. Take a seat. Take a seat. Anything off? Osif, uh, apologies for the late hour. No, no, no. Uh, I mean, I expect anything you have to tell me is of utmost concern. If I, would, would any of you care for a drink? And he goes to, to pour some brandy. Yes. Yes, please. Uh, thank you. Yes. <laughs> excellent, excellent. I'll, I'll take a tug off of that, uh, that pipe. Is that, a, is that a cherry Cavendish? <laughs> <laughs> he, um, he pours a glass for everybody that's interested, right? Passes him out. So, this has been a long day for you. First, unpleasantness in the graveyard, and now you must have found something similarly unpleasant inside the gauntlet to come report to me so quickly. What is it you found? I mean, we've been gone all day. Does Billiam still have the bodies on him? <laughs> no, you left those outside with the help, right? Yeah. <laughs> the help. Okay. He can't untie it. He like, can't figure out how to untie it. No, he's in... <laughs> 
He's in coat check, just like hanging with everything. I got this tag. Got the ticket. Looking it on the way out. Yes. Um, after everything happened in the cemetery, we made our way to the gauntlet and then delved another level underground. And, uh, gosh, a lot happened. We found mushroom-eyed men. I don't remember what they're actually called. Morlocks. Morlocks, right? Okay. We killed two of them. They can stand in the same space at the same time. Fucking bananas. (laughs) 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 Then there was a faint green glow coming from the end of a hallway. So obviously I ignored seven other entrances to other doors and ran straight for it. And then inside of a wash tub was a green energy that said, I am Otari, save me. And then ran down a hallway, animated a centaur, and then slipped through a secret door and then further into the crypt. And quite frankly, Mayor, I am afraid to go further into the crypt. I tried to go down the rest of the stairs where the secret door was, and then a mushroom almost froze me to death. <laughs> this is just so ridiculous. It's like you're describing a dream. Yeah, it does. There was a bunch of boats. I'm pretty sure that's where the River Drake lives. I found a dead friend and member of the town, Kyle. Maybe you do him. Kyle. He in the docks. That shit bird, Kyle. That's where he's gone to. <laughs> oh, he's, we he's found dead a fly now. baby named Zazu. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Is this Lion King? I know. I just thought he was a Zibob. He's a Zibob, but his name is Zozularian. Look at this guy taking notes, right? Jesus. Yes, uh, uh, is right. We did find a, a, and I quote, bug baby. It is actually a, a lesser demon. I guess Belcora said that it has to clean 18 hours a day, three of which with its tongue. And it's been doing that for 500 years. It's in a terrible mood. So we kind of, we kind of felt bad for it. It only really got pissed after we knocked over its brooms, which is obviously 90% of its existence. So I get it. And uh, so let's see. What else happened, guys? You, it's been you, a long have, day. Have you mentioned the corpse? Uh, oh, yeah, you mean Kyle? Yeah. Yes, yes, we Kyle. already talked about Kyle. Yes. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Kyle was sacrificed in front of an altar of Nimbaloth. I'm pre- oh, no, it was an altar to Belcora, right? So it was in the visage of Belcora, an altar to Nimbaloth. Ah, thank you. Nimbaloth? Who is this Nimbaloth you speak of? Oh, That's God. Spooky Death God. It is the antithesis of Phrasma. This is Kashuk, by the way, Osif. Yes, he, yes. He's, he's joined I'm our familiar little... with him. I've never met him, but uh, he stands out in a crowd, so to speak. Obviously a pleasure, your lordship. No, no. I've told these fine men, and I don't expect you to have known, but I am but a servant of this town. We are equals in the eyes of the gods. I am a lizard who lives below this town. <laughs> Thank you for the audience, your lordship. <laughs> So, um, yes, after all of that took place, uh, we started to leave the gauntlet after I found a couple of secret doors that made um, a room that goes up and down. I don't even know what you would call that, but there it was. Also, the carcass of a purple worm that I guess she just had at some point, she being Belcora. Also, there are shades and undead ghouls and ghosts and everything just lurking around in the second floor. 
of this fucking place. Really? All, all this time has been teeming with malevolent activity. I never would have guessed. All the stories are true. Did we tell him about the doll? And I'm going to look at Billiam and, and Ta- Eratovin. Or the telescope? Uh, no, we, we talked to, to Rin about those, actually. I'm going to whip no. around back on my heels and look right up at Osef and be like, we found a fucking haunted doll. Kashek, you might not have heard about this either. We found a haunted doll. I just yeah. couldn't hit it. Yeah, it was pretty insane. Tovin ripped its soul out. Tell him. You did tell him. It has been a very <laughs> difficult couple of days. I pulled the cube out and I, I hold it up like, here look, it is. Look, that's got the soul of a kid in it. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, we don't know if it's actually the soul of a kid. <laughs> it could be. It was very childlike. Ah. Seems yeah, incredibly it's... not at rest. Does anybody know anything about a, uh, some, an entity named Borbo? Have you ever heard of that? I can't say that I've I've ever heard that name before, but most of this is a shock to me. I've lived in this town my entire life, and I was just, never had any idea that those sort of dangers were looking. Yes, every once in a while we'd have gremlins or goblins or something take up living within the keep, but they always came and went. Nothing particularly dangerous. And, uh... Finally, just outside of the gauntlet, as we were leaving, we came across three cultists uh, affiliated with Nimble. Cultists? They seem to be interested in the goings-on happening underneath the gauntlet. How could they have possibly known? We were forced to kill two of them. Wait, what is it? How could they have possibly known what is They're, happening? What do, okay, so you are f- uh, uh, meta out of character there's he has a museum dedicated to the rose guard right yeah 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 okay so he's super enthusiastic about the rose super, guard and the yeah, yeah so he would probably know just as much as brandy would or uh, bandy uh, yeah bandy would know about like if not more, and stuff he's like, like he, i mean every man of this town has always been like a rose guard super okay. fan you know everything there is to know they have all the trading cards all of it so don't we have a dagger it's otari's yeah just saying. That was a big deal to him. First of all, um, what do you know about Belcora and her religious beliefs? Because as it turns out, the gauntlet is littered with iconography relating to Nimbaloth. And who is this Nimbaloth again? You said that. the antithesis. Of Phrasma, yes. Phrasma. She is the empty death. Very little is known about Belcora other than she was cast out of Absalom along with her mother as a child due some, to some dark dealings by her father. Uh, the keep was a long-standing secret family possession, apparently. And uh, they took up refuge there. Well, it's not really known if the Dawn Guard went there specifically to hunt down Belcora, if they just happened to stumble upon her. But all I really know is that she was a powerful sorceress that was defeated by the Rose Guard. That's it. There's, she's always been a bit of an enigma, wrapped in a mystery. Shut up. <laughs> I'm shaking my head. <laughs> so, the gooey chocolate center. Bel- uh, Nimbaloth is the goddess of empty death. She is. She rules primarily over swamps. Her cultists and followers believe that will-o'-wisp 
are her eyes that she uses to peer into the material plane. Uh, I have known that will-o'-wisps are very, very prevalent in that swamp. In fact, we probably have the greatest prevalence of will-o'-wisps uh, in Avistan outside of Eresia. Honestly, That's something one I'm of, super proud of. But. One of the uh, core reasons Gozra opposes Nimbaloth as well as for asthma is their taint of the swamp. And Desna worries that her followers might stumble into Nimbaloth's clutches in the wild should they run into creatures of the first world of the Fae. Where Nimbaloth has also made her enemies with the eldest as well. She is a, an outer god who lives on the dead planet, and her followers believe that the fear felt by people when they die is an essence of her being. This is not something you want in your town, and definitely not something that I feel comfortable with a lot of people even knowing about, giving its general chaos and evil that inhabits her very being. Oh no, it sounds like. Uh... Sounds like knowledge that could make the sanest mind go mad. Indeed. Uh, and, and to that end, so that we could learn more, we took one of the cultists prisoner, and he's now lying uh, in the city jail. Well, this is, this is wonderful news. It's, I mean, not that we have cultists, but that we can maybe get an insight into why they came, what's drawing them, maybe put a stop to it. Just as she says that, um, see a little girl kind of peek around a corner. Oh, God damn it. You see her, her eye kind of peek out. She's like, Daddy, are your friends here again? Yes, yes, Doriana. Yes. Uh, what can I help you with, my dear? I just, I just really like to see your friends. Hey, mister. And she's looking directly at Solas. Remember, just too good. And don't worry about what it means. And uh, she just kind of giggles and scampers off. The fuck is wrong with that kid? Somebody follow her. We need to hey, know more. You get back here. Days <laughs> <laughs> after. <laughs> no, no, it's, you it's, have. it's, it's, it's <laughs> nothing. It's nothing. Billy, you have kids. Ignore it. Don't right? worry about it. Yeah. Follow her. You know how to handle that. Also, I have a question. <laughs> <laughs> I have questions about your kid. <laughs> <laughs> now, Solace is like, peace at any cost, no matter how yeah. many have to die. Meanwhile, Yosef is just really happy she didn't talk to him this time. Mm. I, I just, I want to let you know how, how grateful I am for everything that you're doing to this town, for this town, and how grateful uh, I am that you are keeping me up to date on the happenings in the gauntlet I I wish to be always made up to date however I do not want you to take away from your rest or anything that you feel that you need to do simply to report the minutiae of your day so thank you so very much to be fair I also wanted to make a donation there it is a donation to your museum. Remember that uh, centaur I was telling you about earlier? Yes, yes, yes. Well, wouldn't you know, lodged right in the back of its skull, shwink, and he pulls out the dagger, was this. He sees it, and he can see the crest, or like the, the, the monogram on the handle, and his eyes light up immediately, and he puts down his brandy that he's been drinking on his table, and he almost 
skips over to you. He's so giddy to see this. And he's like, what is this? What is this you found? Is this, could this truly be? And he holds it up to the light and he looks at it. This was Otari's. Yeah, it's got his initials carved in it. This, this means he didn't he didn't just get crushed. He didn't just die. That's exactly what I was he, saying. No, but this this is this is more than just, you know, a wisp going through the corridors of a long abandoned dungeon. This is this is tangible proof. This is the most that we've gotten out of anything about the Dawn Garden four or five hundred years. This is amazing. Can I can I put this in a place of honor and and and, and I, I would absolutely love to to give you recognition for having found this. Is is that is that something that I can I can do? Can I have permission to use your name, Yosef? As long as you put everybody else's on there, sure. It, it wasn't just do, me. Do, don't, do not include mine. We're going to give you a bench right. in Town Square. It's going to have a plaque. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> We're going to name a tree after you and then cut it down in 50 years for firewood. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I'm very good at tripping things and finding secret doors, but at the end of the day, I have Meat Mountain, the symbol of goodness here, to get me through the end of it. So, <laughs> And um, he said, I don't, I don't want you to... Um, he called me Meat Mountain. No, I called Raymond B. Yeah, I'm Yo, that's a joke. I don't, I don't want this to be. Uh, you know, I don't, don't want this to be. I understand it's a donation, but I, I always want to give remuneration. And uh, he gives you fifteen gold. He goes to a box and he pulls out fifteen Ooh. gold pieces to, and gives it to you. To uh, to Jake or to the party? To the par- he hands it to Jake, but I think okay. to understand okay. Yosef. Yeah, it's, it's, sorry, <laughs> he hands he it to Yosef. Me Mountain. <laughs> I think the understanding is that it's to be okay. split, but uh, yeah. Just, uh, just by the way, full disclosure, all this gold we've been finding through looting or scavenging or whatever, I've been putting it in the party loot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So just, it's it's there. Yep. It's taken care of. Uh, Yosef will take the gold and look at uh, Solus and be like, why don't we go down to uh, Cross Cask and get a drink? Uh, sure. Yes. On and I'm you. going to look at Kashak and Billy. Oh, yes, <laughs> of course. On me. As you begin to make the, the, it's a relatively long walk back. It's almost as long because of the winding circuitous route that you have to make. It's almost as long as the walk to, from the town gates into the fog vent of the gauntlet. It's a, it's a long road and it's dark and you're tired. And Solus, his mind begins to wander as you walk. And something the little girl said awakens a memory. The bell tolled, marking 9 a.m. and time for a second prayer. Solus had been in an exam, or better stated, an interrogation, for two hours by this point, and Instructor Absalom had shown no sign of letting up. Next, what is suffering, and what is its purpose? Solus ran his hand over his shaven head, thought briefly, and quoted verbatim from First Principles of Righteousness by Rotterheim. Suffering is pain with a cause, and takes two primary forms. Penitent suffering, the purpose of which is to cleanse one of one's sin for the purpose of inner purity and future righteousness in thought and deed. And exacted suffering, the purpose of which is the exploitation of one for the benefit of another, and through which the sufferer receives no present benefit, spiritual or otherwise. Very good, Absalom replied. And what then is suffering without a cause? Solus stopped and stared for a moment. 
This question was not in any of the catechisms. He answered, Suffering without a cause is just pain. Exactly. Is therefore neither helpful nor useful to anyone. Solus thought for a moment. But, Instructor, can any form of pain be truly meaningless? What if someone is able to derive some meaning from pain where others cannot? Solus, this line of thinking approaches sophistry, deserving of daughtering old fools in an inland monastery, safe from any and all dangers, but not for a knight of last wall, for whom danger is very real and therefore cannot be abstracted away. We must remain concrete in our beliefs, concrete in our language. Only in this way will we have the necessary strength and resolve to guard the realms of good. But wouldn't analyzing religious truth in this way lead to a better understanding of it, and therefore lead us to better better serving Iomide? No, no. Great danger lies in analysis for its own sake. And it can even be entirely misleading and distract from the greater truth. The older man stops pacing about the room, retrieves a chair from a small table near the far wall, and places it opposite Solus, and sits scarcely a foot from his pupil. Take good works, for example. What does Aomide say about what makes a work good? Uh, Aomide teaches that a work done willingly and secretly, so as not to garner the praise of others and thereby become prideful, is a good work. Correct. Now... Let us focus on the pride aspect of this. What actually is the problem at the heart of being prideful? Think about it. What part of it is actually defiles the good work? Pride is... It's a feeling. A feeling that we enjoy. It feels good to be prideful, almost like a reward. Therefore, to be prideful about one's good work invites doing further good works, not for the benefit of others, but for one's own pride. Very good. Now, we see that the problem with pride is that by feeling good about yourself, you dilute the pure goodness of the work. But then, is it not true that such a feeling could arise not from onlookers, but from the object of the work itself, from the person you are helping? Solus paused, hearing the howling of the wind outside a seemingly ever-present reminder of the desolation that Last Wall found itself in. I... I suppose, yes, if I help someone and they thank me and perhaps praise me, I still run the risk of being prideful in myself and in my actions. Let's keep this line of thought going. Understanding that one could become prideful in the presence of others, and understanding that pride in one's good works renders them impure... Would it not then follow that one has to keep the nature of the work secret, even from the person it was intended to help? If we wanted to take this seriously, then yes, I I guess it would follow. Not only could they not know who helped them, it would be safest to ensure that they do not even know that they were helped, lest they seek out their mysterious benefactor and thereby stumble upon him. Instructor Absalom leaned back in his chair and was grinning by this point, and Solus felt that he was being toyed with. Instructor, each step in this analysis seems to follow from the previous one in a reasonable way, but looking at it collectively is approaching absurdity. We haven't even come close to absurdity yet, my boy. 
So we've done a good work and successfully kept it hidden from the object of the work, and they do not even know that they have been helped. So they cannot even find us to thank us. Very good so far, but there is yet another problem. Pride doesn't necessarily need to come from another person. Pride in one's own humility is a very real danger. It stands to reason, then, that even if we were able to prevent praise from external sources, we run the risk that we know the good work has taken place and therefore can be doubly prideful, first in the work itself and then in all the measures we took to keep from being prideful. Like the faithful followers of Ayomade that we are. You're suggesting that we engineer work in such a way that we cannot even know that it took place? It simply follows from the premise that pride despoils a good work. It is quite simple. For a work truly to be good, it must be done willingly, secretively, in such a way that the person we're helping doesn't know it happened, and in such a way that we don't even know it's happened. But, Instructor, this is completely absurd. If we take this on its face and actually follow it, nothing would get done. Nobody would be helped because we would be wasting so much time trying to help them in a way that allows us to remain pure. Instructor Absalom's eyes light up. He leans forward and thrusts his index fingers into Solus's chest, punctuating each phrase with another percussive blow. At last you've seen the problem with this form of analysis. Why we, as the Knights of Last Wall, cannot engage in it. We solve practical problems, and our methods and beliefs must always lie in the realm of the practical, realistic, and material. Otherwise, we doom ourselves. Solus thought for a moment, reflecting on the lessons of suffering and good works. Instructor, I think I understand what you are telling me, though I will have to pray on it. But I have one last question. If taking the pride argument to its natural conclusion as we did leads us into an unworkable absurdity, then what actually is the solution? How do we actually do good? Absalom smiled and nodded slowly. The problem is the premise itself. In striving to make your work holy, pure, good, in the sight of Iomede, you miss the very point of the work completely. That's because the point of the work is not you, the doer. It is the receiver, the object of the work. It does not make a shred of difference what state your heart was in. Simply by worrying over much about whether your work is good or not, you've befouled it. Simply stated... The lesson is this. Just do good. And don't worry about what it means. And you arrive at the crow's casks. Hell yeah. Did Micah oh. write that one? 100% Micah. Damn. You can tell because it doesn't sound like human beings are talking. <laughs> <laughs> no, it sounded like you it sounded like you were defending your PhD. <laughs> It was pretty good. It was pretty good. I liked it, Micah. Thank you. I thought it was good, clean fun, guys. I enjoyed it. Oh, and I guess as soon as we uh, get to the the threshold of Crow's Cask and that cutscene ends, Micah goes, or uh, Yosef says, Fuck! I have two corpses to bury. (laughs) It's fine. We'll get to that later. Okay.
you're gonna get deep. You're gonna get hammered and like dig dig holes that are too shallow, and some animal's gonna drag them away. It's time for it's time for morning beer. Then. I know I'm gonna yeah. be drinking for five hours and then realize I have the body to deal with. I mean, right now I'm gonna say it's like eight thirty in the evening by now. But you guys had a long day. It started right as the first. I mean, verbatim as the first licks of morning came over the horizon is when your day started, and you were fighting for your lives from that point. It's been a long day. Hmm. So you go in, and and it's a fairly busy night for Crow's Casks. It's usually pretty empty, but there's a lot of people here. Maybe it's owing from, you know, a bit of the Founders Festival was only three, four days ago. Maybe it's something in the air that makes people thankful that they're alive after what happened today. They want to just go out and try to return to normalcy, but it's a pretty busy night at Crow's Casks. Solus hasn't seen it this busy. Like, you know, he's only been here a few days, but this is the busiest he's seen. Normally it's fairly dead, sad little bar. And I feel I think that Magaloy mentioned something at one point that, you know, it's not been the best business, but it's it's pretty bustling tonight. Will we so be we, able to find a table? Yeah, you're, you're, it's going to take you a couple minutes, but you'll find you'll be able to find a table in the corner. And as you do, you know, people are like, ah, oh, the heroes, the heroes of the heroes of the town yeah and they're they're like offering to buy you drinks and they're slapping you on the back and after upon hearing that Yosef is going to slip the 15 gold back into his pocket and be like alright yeah <laughs> Kashak would like to climb up on a table on our table and uh grab a an empty glass or bottle from somewhere and ting 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 Who'd like to purchase a beverage for the heroes of Otari? <laughs> ah! And um, somebody comes and 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 just has a round of a beer for you. You know, just whatever Magaloy is pouring from the house tonight. It's you know, it's good stuff though because Magaloy makes the best beer in town, man. Yeah. And uh, you all get around. Somebody's giving it to you. You don't know who it is. Someone's given it to me. Gross. <laughs> You've clearly never been in behind Crow's cask before. Solus has no idea what you mean. He's a good boy. <laughs> to make sure people don't question our heroism, Bill would like to slide our two dead bodies out the closest window. So that I'm not no, we, we, left still. Those, we left those outside. <laughs> did, we, did I leave them? Okay. They're well, hanging on the Bring them in They're around good on the company. Yeah, you like, like to leave those savages. outside. I tied up. I tied up on the horse post. So like normally, where you tie your horse, I just tie my dude's dead body. You shoved one in the umbrella rack. Everybody went inside without instructing Bill on what to do with these, so he just had to come up with the best idea. I don't understand people. <laughs> um, so Cashak's gonna have like one and then go home because. He's exhausted. He's been. And he's wee. He's wee. He probably can't handle his liquor well. He's gonna have like yeah. I mean one for him, which is like this. Much. It's like a it's a thimble for a billion. Full of whatever. Yeah. Yosef is portly small. for his small stature, and will have approximately one and a half beers. <laughs> um, Tovin will have some morning beer because he never likes to actually get inebriated. He's just more of a. More of a, a, a contemplative person. It's his weak Kyle liver. Yes. <laughs> his, his liver's never seen the, the light of day. 
<laughs> or the strength of booze. <laughs> uh, Solus lives at a monastery, and they 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 like their beer. He's always rocking a point. He's always rocking a point oh two eighty. They know how to get down. <laughs> Those monks. No, like they, they legitimately did it historically. Yeah, oh, yeah. I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's how they saw God, man. Yeah. <laughs> So Tovin's going to see the the party winding down. He's going to grab his his uh, watered down beer, and he's going to go up and tap Solus on the shoulder. Uh, Solus, uh, yeah. my friend, yes, uh, could you would you like to join me for an errand? Sure. Do you want you don't want the others to come with? Uh, uh, no, I, they. I think they've had enough for today, and this is my prime time. I this is usually when I you know take my leave and. Walk the streets, enjoy the light. Uh, very, very well then. Uh, good night to all of you. Then see you all tomorrow. Okay, yes. let's let's reconvene here in the morning. Oh, hey, Everyone. hey! Before everybody goes, I just remembered the mayor gave me fifteen gold. Well, I mean, he gave us fifteen gold. So here, and I will evenly distribute all of the money. Oh, gosh, I could kind of wave his hand. Uh, hold on to it. I don't know what I'm going to do with it in the Warrens anyway. I can't be trusted. I'm a ward of the state. All right, cool. <laughs> Mine, then. Let's give Three it to my gold handler. To me. <laughs> Ka-chink. All right. Um, I'll meet everybody at the Rowdy Rockfish, and I'll cook you breakfast before we go back out. So, those were done, you. Thank you. Good night. Good night. I'm going to drunkenly grab my shovel and the ankle of one of these dead cultists and make my way up the hill. It's a living. <laughs> I, 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 Wait, I got so you, you guys brought worry. all the dead cultists back, or did you leave them out there? We left them outside. Yeah, yeah. Like, and oh, yeah. I'll follow Yosef out. Well, no, I thought you had. I thought you had the Kyle, but the cultists were still in the swamp. No, we carried him back. I I carried two, and then yeah, but they still took have one. to bury them. Yosef and yeah. I carried uh, one. Right. Okay, that's so, what I missed. Yeah, as Yosef drags him on the ground, I go, "That's not. I, I got it, buddy. Don't worry oh, about okay, it." Okay, okay, thank I, you. I pick, that's not. He's that's that's de- like degrading him by dragging him on the ground. Hey, it's dead on. weight. <laughs> <laughs> Billy and Moss <laughs> very hard at this because he's drunk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, I'll let's go up, up here. Two, yeah. All right. Are we going for a walk, Solus? Okay. Um, so as we we head out into the streets and um, Tovin just kind of moseys. He's, he's shuffling through the streets, you know, uh, seems pretty comfortable in this, his element here in the dark. Uh, he's reaching through his, his medical kit and he, you can see him pull out like uh, different liniments, uh, just, uh, they, they look like they would be something that you would have for just, you know, sore back or, or you know, trick knee, something like that, some peppermint or, or some sort of spicy pepper. Uh, just, a con- just a strange concoction that would just help with arthritis, anything like that. And he's he's looking at the bottles, making uh, checking the quality and and takes a sip of his his watered down beer. And Solus, my friend, you look like you've seen action. I, yes, I've, I've seen more than my own fair share of action. I'm going to ask, uh, Solus, have you, are you familiar, or have you been to the Gravelands? I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Last Wall. Uh, yeah, yes. In fact, I've spent most of my life there. I was trained as a knight. Yeah, that explains a lot. Uh, 
I am sorry if I did not make that clear before. No, it's fine. I just, I saw your symbol and I know your faith and I just have a, a question. And your time at last while, did you ever come across another champion? Another knight? What would you guys be called? We, we were all, we all called each other knights. Did you ever come across a, a knight named, uh, by the name of Mach? Mach Okra? He would have been a, an orc. Uh, he... Uh, yeah, yes. Yes, I did know him. Yes. I, 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 knew, I knew of him. Okay. I always wondered what had happened to him. He, uh, he and I were good friends. I used to... Well, used to, I say, because this is about the longest I've ever spent in one place. In Absalom, I knew Mach. Uh, he used to actually go out of his way to avoid the Temple of Iomidae to seek care with us because, I mean, that, that was our livelihood. That's, we, I had assumed we were the, the top medical provisioners wherever we go, but, um... You mean the, the, the rest of the followers of your religion? Yeah, we, we, we tend to travel and, and kind of makeshift, uh, uh, we call it a temple, but it's uh, more of a, uh, first aid tent, um, he used to come to us for, for treatment after, you know, helping out the local populace, small matters, you know, goblin attack here, maybe a couple of gnolls got antsy, but, uh, we used to have long talks and, and we used to fight a lot about, uh, <laughs> me seeing everything in gray and his vision seemed to be in black and white. You know, we never actually converted each other, obviously, but... Uh, you had a clear understanding of right and wrong. Exactly. Exactly. That sounds like him. I want to ask if you know what happened to him, but... I don't know if I actually do want to know. All I know is that he told me he had family here. He had a mother and a sister. The mother needed help. She, she had problems getting up in the morning a lot of pain throughout the day and that was the last conversation we had because the last I heard he was being shipped out this is sort of my penance for being his friend and Tovin stops at a, uh, the same address that he's been dropping medicine off throughout this entire thing and he puts the vials in front of the door and, and uh, I, I understand you've seen things I have too Tovin I cannot lie to you I'm only alive today because of him. It, it was late last year. I'm sorry. It's okay. In my heart, I already knew. But thank you. That, that was a very difficult day. That's, that's fine. I, I, I appreciate the information and that, in all honesty, that, <laughs> that actually does help close the wound. Yeah. Yep. I, I, Tovin, I, I need to go. It, I, I, I do need to go. I do too. Uh, Solus, take care of yourself. I will try. I, I need to get out of, I need to go. If you don't, I can take care of you. How are your teeth these days? They're fine. Have you been, they're, they're, have you been they're brushing? I, they're, they're wonderful. I'm, I'm sorry, Tovin. Just have a good okay. night. Just have remember, floss after, after, after every, every meal. Every meal. <laughs> 
<laughs> and uh, Tobin will will walk into a uh, just down a dark alley, just enjoying his time in the darkness, uh, just uh, looking up at the sky, trying to see the stars, but knowing that he can't because of that damned gauntlet. And uh, Solus, for his part, also makes his way down a dark alley, just sits down on a rock, puts his head down in his hands, and so oh, gods. Oh, gods. Not not feeling much better, Solus will eventually make his way back to the crow's casks. Excellent. So do we want to go with our favorite grave diggers and figure out what Please. they were doing? Too yeah. drunk <laughs> grave diggers. <laughs> they're, they're having a great time. <laughs> <laughs> So you're going to go around the north side of town, or are you going to head up the switchback planks? Isn't the crow's cast towards the south side of town? Yeah, it or is. I, then we would probably just go from the church up the, the, the switchback. You get to the switchback planks, and it looks like that they are blocked off and closed. It looks like they sustained quite a bit of damage this morning. And... Uh, the town council wants to get these repaired before anybody can go up and down them. So it's a bit inconvenient for the members of the town, but you're going to have to make your way around the north side. Oh, God damn it. Okay, boo. Let's go. More walking walk. for us. All the way around town. Yeah, so you actually have to leave town, and you have to walk north up near the stone circle where the druids hang out. And you're, you know, three, four hundred yards. So it's a distant but it's not a huge distance away from the opening to the woods into the fog fen. I need you to roll perception, both of you. Good damn right. I'll roll perception. Let me pull up my character sheet because I haven't had him open this entire time. <laughs> did you see it? Because I didn't see my roll. I, I didn't see yours. I saw mine, which was a natural seven for a 15. Could be better. Billiam... You can make out something. In fact, actually, you both do. You make up out a, a figure on the road. It's uh, a dog fan. It's a wolf fan. That goes into the, you know, into the fog fen. And it looks like this. You can barely make out a slightly feminine shape. Did you see that? Or my eyeball is not working well. No, no, no. I definitely saw that. This too. thing is robed and it's just standing, you know straight on looking at you standing in the middle of the road and barely see it and under the hood you see like a dimly glowing sickly yellow four pointed star and as soon as you can make out what you see it wisps away into nothingness in the wind what was that? Was that a ghost? I don't know. Can I roll a knowledge on a four-pointed yellow, whatever the fuck that is? Because to me as a player, I don't know what You're that is. You're going to roll a religion. I have good religion. I'm going to let you roll this yourself. Okay. This is a plus six. Eighteen? You have no clue what that was. But it said shivers down your spine. You're not sure why. But it makes you extremely ill at ease. I did not like that very much, Joseph. I didn't either. Question, do we have to go that way to get 
get to the... No, no. You, you kind of like go to an apex of this trail, and you'd see it right about the time that you're switching back south towards the cemetery. Like, you'd see it as you're about to make that turn. You'd, you'd notice it, and you'd stop to peer, and you could see it. And just as your eyes adjust to be able to see it well enough that you could, you know, make a description out, it, like, blows away like dust in the wind. Mentally noted, we should tell the rest of the group. Maybe they know? I don't know. I'll have to ask Tovin about that. But that made me afraid. However, and he gestures towards the two corpses. He's like, we can't not bury them. Yeah, I agree. Let's just be quick. Okay. I can dig very fast. Perfect. I can watch very well. <laughs> he doesn't even need the shovel. He just <laughs> digs with his rat hands. I grab the shovel and I'll help him. <laughs> He holds a corpse in his mouth and his cheek pouches. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> How many bulk? Isn't it four bulk? Yeah. I think it's four bulk. As you get to the gates, um, there's a pair of attendants of Phrasma there. And they, they hold. They tell you to hold. What business do you have? I hold up the two bodies. Two or three? We're here to... Two. Three. Well, there, there, Three. there were two cultists. Right. And then, there was, and then yeah. Kyle. Yeah. So oh, yeah, Kyle. Kyle? Who, who do you have? My assumption was that have? I, I think I have the cultists I'm and you have there. Kyle. I'm dragging I'm Kyle. Yeah, he's dragging Kyle. I think I, I would think I'd have like a cultist over each shoulder. Like I could do it. It's just it, it, my movement speed is very low. But I could do it. I kick, <laughs> I kick the back of Kyle while you're walking. Like, Hup. Hup, the whole way there. Anyway, we have corpses to bury. And she points to one of them points to Billiam, and the other one points to Yosef. And the one pointing to Billiam says, The Grey Lady will not permit them entrance. Who? Well, not to let who in? The two abominations. Hmm. That checks out. Does it? They're just corpses. They were followers of Nimbaloth. Yeah, but they're dead now. No, like, Nimbaloth and Phrasma fucking hate each other. Like, there is a rumor that Phrasma actually has, like, a seven-pointed wound on her side for where Nimbaloth fed on her essence. Stabbed her or whatever, but, I mean, but they're just human bodies, right? Like, everybody eventually goes, like... When Phrasma wins. The gods must be crazy. Right? When Phrasma <laughs> inevitably wins because she is the, the fucking Omega, not the Alpha, but the Omega, right? <laughs> like, she'll, I mean, that what's going to happen to all of Nimbalos souls, right? Like, they've got to end up somewhere. they got to go to the Boneyard. They probably don't, actually. I don't know why I'm talking as Yosef. But knowing Phrasma, they probably, like, followers of Nimbaloth, I would imagine explicitly probably don't get an afterlife and are sent to the void oh wasn't that like the eventual location of all of them uh no the way that the boneyard oh. kind of works is that like Sorry. it is uh, galarian's purgatory and <laughs> then fun fact there is another god that hangs out in purgatory as a benevolent moon i don't know about benevolent it's a moon that hangs over the boneyard Cronus Indi- is indifferent. Overburdened with indifference. Um, 
And then uh, when you die, you go to the Boneyard, and then eventually Phrasma will get to you and lay down judgment, and then you are then sent to where you actually belong. You know, if you are a follower of Iomidae, I think you get sent to Elysium or something as her realm. Uh, there's a some, bunch of weird stuff. Like there, there's, there's devils there's, and demons that are like there's um, arguing for everything. that they should get a soul that's like evil. Like, oh no, he's more lawful and evil. No, he's more chaotic and evil. That this is a really deep lore rabbit hole we could get down into. Um, but sorry, yeah, I'll, I'll shut the fuck up, my bad. No, no, no. I'm <laughs> no, just no, saying no, it's, it's good safe, to know. Safe to say. Um, so we, what you're saying is that we drugged 700 pounds of dipshits here for nothing. Okay, cool. <laughs> I am saying that out of the uh, Galarian pantheon, that Phrasma, in my opinion, is the most powerful deity. And she directly opposes this god. So I think the voices, or not, they're not voices of the spire, wrong AP, but these um, followers of Phrasma recognize that and they're probably not ready to be buried or can't be buried, which I, I guess as as a follower, I should have known that. But I, as the player, didn't. So we're in this strange disconnect now. That's fine. We bur- I, look, I look at Yosef and go, well, can we bury him outside? I, well, at least they're buried? I suppose, yeah. We might as well. Add. Well, now I feel like I need to do some more reading. And I'm going to turn and look at them and be like, is it because of the Nimbaloth thing? The taint of outer darkness is on their bones. Okay, it is. Okay. I have very limited experience with this, except what I've read. I, I've been out of practice until recently for a while. So how are you going to get rid of this body without committing antithema? Right? Or anathema well, or anathema an- an- or whatever. Anathema? Anathema. Is the word you're looking for anathema? Yeah, I, I've only read it. I've never fucking said it. <laughs> Antathemenema, <laughs> bum, bum. And... Yeah, antebellum. <laughs> yeah, can you just keep fucking yeet him over the edge of that cliff? And be I like, could have done that the whole time because I'm not playing a class mechanically that has an anathema like that, like um, Micah does. It was just for character. I honestly now am a little lost at what to do because I would have thought that I at least could have like buried them in some regard, but obviously not. And the more I think about it, their souls probably don't go to the boneyard at all the more I, I look into it or think about it. So um, I guess burn them and then we can just go home. So you guys should have brought cash. I should have. I know you could have like, <laughs> you could have breathed on them and it would have been cool. We'll just leave these two here. And I'm going to, I'm going to turn to the uh, tenants of Frasma and be like, do we burn them? Disposal of the husks. She cares not, but it shall not be. Within these consecrated grounds, Kalkashek is going to give me so much shit, Billion. Just don't, just I don't say tell anything. Him. I won't say anything. I promise. Still, still drunk. I just, I just won't say anything. I <laughs> promise. Makes us so much better. Is that Billion <laughs> was just sitting there drunk here? So these. drunk. They both are trying to do this. Yeah. They're trying. They're talking, and I'm like, when the fuck are we going to bury these bodies? This is happening. Okay. I don't understand any of this. <laughs> okay, Billion. So, long story short, um. They're too evil to be buried in this ground. And uh, evidently, as followers of the spooky, evil space god, um, they don't need to be buried at all because they probably won't go to the boneyard. Bill literally just whoop, and chucks him over. He was They were over his shoulders and they just, I, boom, I just on the floor. Uh, <laughs> they land on the floor. You know, I'm just, 
I really have to take a piss. So let's <laughs> let's go home. I have to what break about the Kyle? seal. Oh shit, Kyle! <laughs> we need to at least bury Kyle. I look at the people in the coach. Can we at least bury Kyle? That's Kyle the name of the episode, right there. Oh shit, Kyle! <laughs> Turns out you yeeted Kyle over your shoulder, so you gotta you're holding up one of the cultists, and they're like, "No, I already told okay. you." Okay. <laughs> Oh, this one is good though, right? He was just a criminal. <laughs> you go to hell, Kyle. You go to hell and you die. <laughs> <laughs> That's Kenny Knockout. Kyle. <laughs> I love that this so, guy's canonically Kyle now. <laughs> okay. So we, we bury, we, let's speed run through this. We bury Kyle. Yeah. Cal we say buried. goodbye to the. Fr- I, I order a headstone that says "Puncher of Drywall and Drinker of Dew," and then we go to bed. <laughs> what are you doing with these other two corpses? Are they just laying in the ground? Because I don't think that's going to be cool either. <sighs> Thumped them on the floor. Well, who gives a no, shit? No, I guess let's just. Oh, dra- the deity doesn't give a shit. I mean, there are sanitary rules in this town, right? Right. Exactly. Yeah, we can't like leave them in town. You can't just bring out your dead. <laughs> Bill, Joseph, Ted, Joseph, you said Cash, I could burn these, right? Yeah. Well, I'll, the words. I'll just tie them around the pole in my house, like I did at the, at the bar, and then in the morning we'll deal with it. Because it's, it's late, and I'm tired, and I'm very drunk. You know, um, you must have one of the most forgiving and loving families I've ever heard. They're all asleep. You, all of them are asleep at this point. When you walk in with 500 pounds of dipshit. Hashtag worst Christmas ever. <laughs> <laughs> Your kids wake up. Oh, bodies kid, attached to the My tree. kids will never be strong warriors like me if they don't see this shit. <laughs> Why don't you just use your mace and beat them into chum and then grow up sometime. Bill is too drunk for this. Billiam, I think this is a terrible idea. Listen, let's just on the way back, since it has just been said by God DM man that the fog fend is like four hundred yards away from the closest point of the road. Let's just let's just fucking chuck him in the swamp. I'm too tired for this. And they're followers of a god I hate, which means I don't give a shit about them anymore. Please don't tell Keshek. Oh my god. Okay. I could th- <laughs> uh, that's fine. I'm fine with swamp. Swamp's fine with me. Okay. And then we do it. Yep. <laughs> just fucking chuck him in the swamp water you like know we did this. in the Netflix. As I real quick, as I throw it, I think I, t- I look at them. And I said, "Yvette would be fine with this if I brought them home." Are you sure? I think you're drunk, William. <laughs> chuck him in the swamp. You notice as you get you get closer to the fog fen. You know, you're 400 yards away. You're getting closer. It looks like there's some from a distance. The fireflies are really, really active tonight. Lots of blinking lights in the distance, but as you get closer, those aren't fireflies. Hundreds of will-o'-the-wisps are floating around in the distance in the fog fan. The sky's alive with them. What did I just say about will-o'-wisp? I don't like this at all. William, do you see this? Yosef whips out his cell phone and calls Solas. Do you see this shit, dude? <laughs> I FaceTime. I FaceTime. He, FaceTime. <laughs> he gets on TikTok live. Yeah. <laughs> What's up, everyone? We're here at the swamp throwing some dead bodies away. We just saw some crazy shit. <laughs> this is a Jake Paul moment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. We found oh, a corpse no. in the woods. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, we hey. made two corpses in the woods. <laughs> Bill looks at Yosef and goes, I'm not too drunk, right? That's happening. No, no. There's definitely... Why are there so many fucking will-o'-wisp? 
Um, additionally, you note that they're not just a solid. I mean, will the wisps flicker? Right? They're they're yeah. as they move, they expend some of their power and they flicker a bit. And if you know that's not common knowledge, it's now canon in this podcast. Nice. <laughs> but you know something <laughs> unique about it. They're all glowing seemingly in time. And that time seems to be dictated by the light shining from deep within the fog fen. Oh, they're glowing with it. At the top of the gauntlet. And we'll see you next week. Oh, oh, wow. We're going to have to fight these wait, guys. Wait, wait, what did you do with the bodies? How drunk? How drunk is still Bill? Yeah, can I... Is Bill going to be able to swing an axe? Still Bill. I don't want to find out about this. It's going to be so... Your friend Tim uses trademarks and our copyrights owned by Paizoine, used under Paizo's community use policy. We are expressly prohibited from charging you to use or access this content. Role for Intent is not published, endorsed, or specifically approved by Paizo. For more information about Paizo Inc. and Paizo products, visit paizo.com. Characters and original storylines are the property of Role for Intent. Music for this podcast provided by Dark Fantasy RPG Studio, Michael Gilfie, Kevin McLeod, and Tabletop Audio. Visit our website at rollforintent.com. Any questions or suggestions, email us at mailroom at rollforintent.com. <laughs>